Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 90 of Beards of Tech. Um, we have a lot to talk about today for the first time in a few months, um, especially considering that the last couple of weeks have been incredibly boring. <laughs> um, it's finally smartphone season again. And um, one of the biggest things that happened, obviously, today is the Apple event. And um, it was, we'll, we'll talk about it later, but before we do any of that, first off, Irvin, Jeff, hello. Always good to see you guys. What up? Well, what? Always good to hear, or be here and <laughs> excited to talk about tech with you guys. Always good to hear, be, be here. <laughs> Probably some interesting <laughs> stuff to talk about. We got some news about Facebook, Android, and of course, the iPhone news. Um. Okay. Spoiler alert, Facebook screwed up again. What? Mm. <laughs> so reset weird. the clock. Hey, so Matt. We have to uh, we have to get a clock going, kinda like how we did with Uber <laughs> a while ago. It's like reset yeah, the clock. Yeah, we did have that clock. Uber yeah. makes a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Uber to not have that clock anymore on our show, they have to get a new CEO. So do you think? <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> That's I have Facebook to... solution as well. Uh, I would hope so, honestly, because I don't think Zuckerberg is a good CEO. Um, he's, I would hardly think he's a good human, um, let alone a good CEO, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but I guess since we're talking about it, we might as well get into the story. Um, a huge number of a huge database of Facebook users' phone numbers were found online. So lo and behold... Uh, spoiler alert, it's just a normal Tuesday. Facebook just casually leaking 419 million records over several databases on users across geographies. Um, 133 million of those were just from U.S.-based Facebook users. Um, and then there's they go on to mention 18 million in the U.K. and another 50 million in Vietnam. Uh, I didn't realize Facebook had such a presence in, in Vietnam, but that's that's fine. It's Facebook, so, you yeah, know. Yeah, Facebook. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so each one of these records contained their Facebook ID as well as a phone number listed with the account. Um, and if you have even looked into your Facebook ID in any way, it's fairly easy to discern the username of the account from that ID and then from there the rest of their profile information and in other words, it's it's a very easy way to basically they might as well have just leaked your whole profile because with minimal effort they can find you on yeah. Facebook. And, and uh, recent increase in like uh, spam calls and stuff um, might you know give this if you know this phone number is out there now more it's more accessible to those spam companies who want to uh, keep calling your phone um, and get in contact with you well, makes it easier for them if they have access to it. Furthermore. A uh, little thing called personally identifiable information, aka oh. having enough information to pretend you're someone else. Uh, mm. if, if you are a user who displays your full name, if you list your birthday, your location, hometown, things like that, and someone now has your personal phone number that you probably associate with your various accounts, there is a very good chance that someone could pretend to be you and steal your identity. My phone yeah. number is easy to remember because it's the same as my social security number. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. 
Uh, here's the <laughs> here's the big uh, WTF. I don't know if we're allowed to spell out that acronym on air you or mean, not. But what the fuck? Yeah, here's the big what the fuck here. Uh, <laughs> the server, which right was exposed here. during this leak of Facebook account information, and it should really piss all of you off a lot. This server was not protected with a password. So anyone in the world who knew how to get to this server could access it. That's like almost as bad. Did you hear about the uh, the E3 things that happened this year? Um, the like data leaks that happened. Did you hear about that? Uh, this reminds me so much of, of that. Yeah. Um, so for, for anybody who wasn't aware of the E3 data leaks, uh, the phone numbers and information, basically like the entire field that you fill in when you're registering to attend E3 as a journalist. Um, you put your name, the company you work at, your title, your phone number, all that stuff. Um, E3's, the, the company that runs E3, their way of storing that was on an unlinked web page. So if you knew the URL to that page, you could just get a list of all of that information unedited. Just It's as if they just filled out an HTML page and then put it on their web server, and that was it. That's the craziest part, is that this is, like, all in... I mean, it's a markup language, but it's all in plain text, too. Like, all this information. Yeah. It's not encrypted or anything. Like, it's just... Don't even log in. Just, yep, you're on that server instantly, and yep. then here you go. You can just read whatever the hell you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's and, ridiculous, like, how and, irresponsible these companies are but billions for facebook like billions of people are trusting this platform with so much mm -hmm. information and then this kind of thing happens it's like like my grandma has a password like how mm -hmm. is facebook letting this happen i don't understand is it i love jeff one two three is it that is. her password uh <laughs> Jeff is the greatest grandson ever, one, two, three. <laughs> that, that is actually it. You're correct. And I, yes, I did create her password for her. <laughs> I wonder if this is uh, going to fall under a, the GDPR as, as um, eligible for one of the fines for a leakage of personally identifiable information. Because if that's the case, the, the bill on Facebook will be pretty hefty. Um, I believe it's, was it $5 million? For every offense of GDPR um, against a company, so if that's the case, and then we just look at the UK data alone, um, there is even if that number is wrong, 18 million times 5 million is a fairly big number. <laughs> so um, I'm curious to see if this does fall under a, a GDPR violation, and if there's any subsequent fines that are dished out to Facebook over the coming weeks as a result of this. Because this is pretty bad, and it's extremely negligent, especially on the fact that you were saying it's a non-password protected database. It's the equivalent of like taking like an iPhone that had like a swipe to unlock or a regular cell phone with no password, and just throwing it in the middle of a floor in the airport, and just being like, yeah, it's safe. Yeah, 
And a lot of now websites use the SMS as a their phone number as a two-factor authentication method. I didn't even think and of that. One, yeah, and one of the the increasing types of attacks that are coming is what what are called swim swapping attacks, where since you have the phone number of a person, you can find out which carrier they have, and you can trick that carrier by calling the customer support, saying that I lost the account, the the um. I lost the my SIM card, and you they if you convince them enough that it's actually you, they'll ship you a brand new SIM card, and now that SIM card is tied to that phone number, onto that account. You just put that into a phone, and then you can take over an account of someone. If yeah. you can get into their bank, they send you the SMS. It goes to you, not to the actual person. That's how uh, what people are guessing the recent hack was done to Jack Dorsey, the CEO of Twitter. Um, that most people are guessing that is the the method. Uh, that was used to get uh, gain access to his account is using the, one of these sim swapping uh, mm -hmm. techniques. Um, so, yeah, your, your phone number is is used in a lot more places than most people think about as a, as a way to identify you or even to uh, do that second factor of authentication. And I think that should really it should be moved to like apps on your phone. That sort of manage those two factor, like the Google Authenticator app, the SMS is really is not secure. I mean, SMS as a whole is not secure at all. Um, no, but it was never SMS itself was never really meant to have that kind of secure information. Yeah, traveling across it, like at every every website I have the chance, I'll uh, connect it with like an authentication app or something. Yeah, instead of doing uh, what's it called? SMS, just because of that reason. It's just a, a no-brainer in terms of security to try to isolate as many potential points of failure that you can have when like thinking about your own security. And it sucks that there's like this much burden put on the end user because of irresponsibility from companies that can't afford to just take the basic measures to set a password on their server. Yeah. And it's like it's ridiculous that it's even come to this. And I really hope that the that companies and and countries uh, and like government bodies such as GDPR violations and stuff they like they throw the book at Facebook for this just because um, this is going to lead I know for a fact this is going to be more spam calls for sure um, and it's also why I'm hesitant to give websites my phone number unless they require it as a field so it is what it is but it sucks that it had to happen. And if any of our listeners are getting a lot of a lot more robocalls over the next couple of weeks, then you know why. So yeah, the, the weird thing is is like who who owned this database of information. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like it's not like Facebook was hosting this off of their own servers necessarily. It looks like this was information that was scraped from Facebook and hosted online without a password on a server. So whether mm -hmm. or not it was like. A, uh, malicious or negligent is to be determined, I guess. But um, well, they still allowed it to be right. scraped, or they didn't right. allow it, but and, someone figured out a way to scrape it. Exactly. Of a, a mass so, list of users, so which I don't think developers should have access to that type of uh, de data. Definitely, definitely not. Hmm. Right, and that's that's the bottom line. And Facebook's uh, statement is that it's old data. It's from 2018 or before 2018 when they. Do not record the uh, I guess the phone Such numbers with the accounts, exactly. It's 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 horseshit. And it's like, oh yeah, like, that was only my phone number last year. 
<laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, because he changed your phone numbers this, all the time. This is not just because these data breaches are becoming more and more frequent, and people are becoming more and more aware of them. Like, as in, like the general public is becoming more aware of them. This is common knowledge, especially people in the field of technology have, like, been aware of for quite some time. So it's completely inexcusable, and I think users of Facebook and the public should be really pissed off. Yep. Yeah. Nah, um, I, both I, Matt and I have Facebook accounts, right? You're the only one, Jeff, that who's deleted hairs. Yeah, it's been like, I think it's been like six months now. Although I have taken it, I'm like kind of sort of in between. I don't have it on my phone. I only use Ooh. it on the desktop. Yeah. I deleted the app from my phone a while ago. That's a good the only, uh, that, that, that being that's said, a, I still have Instagram and Messenger, but yeah. Facebook is a screen time hogger when you use it on a mobile device for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. It's a, even that, if it's, yeah, it's even if it's not. Open. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you. I was just saying that's a, that's a good step in a good direction. Yeah. Yeah. yeah at, like, least, at least they don't have a full time access to your your location or something like that. They don't keep asking you for your location history. Yeah, it's like well, Facebook has attempted to re request your location 148 times over the last two days. It's like, do you want to give it location oh, access? And I'm like, actually, no. so that that's a new feature launching within iOS 13. We'll talk about the new iPhones later, but the new feature in iOS 13 shows exactly if an app is actively using uh, your location yeah. data in the background. It shows you exactly on a map where that data pulled your location information from. Um, and it pops up if it, if, a, if an app is excessively doing that. And uh, uh, in response to that, Facebook actually released a statement today um, or late yesterday uh, regarding that why they think it's important for people to let them know where their location is and to ignore that message <laughs> in preparation <laughs> for launch of iOS 13 and next week. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it later. But the biggest offender that I've had with that actually is in Facebook. It's uh, it's automatic the the car dongle yeah. uh, for yeah. like tracking the location of the vehicle it's super annoying their app hasn't even been updated to support the ios like the the full screen iphone it still has the the black bars on top and bottom jeez oh, it's a it's such a garbage program and it's the only reason why i'm holding on to it is in the event that like a light comes on in my odb and i want to know what it means but yeah you should probably take it out and only plug it in when you when you see that light I just uninstall the app and only install it when I see the light. Yeah, that's an option. Yeah, I'll probably just do that. But, okay, we should move on because there's... Speaking of new uh, for smartphone operating system releases, Android. Android 10, the least exciting Android launch I have ever seen in my entire life just because all of the fanfare around what dessert it's going to be called is gone. And that being said... That's not to take away from like the what this operating system offers for those who are eligible to download it. Uh, it's just annoying that I can't come up with a we can't like have wild speculation around dessert titles and names as to what we might think it's called. Um, but as it turns out, I guess it's hard to come up with a dessert that starts with the letter Q. So they're just gonna call it Android 10 from here on out. <laughs> you think that's their excuse? <laughs> yeah, probably. Honestly, um, knowing Google, probably. Um, so as the only Android user on the show, Jeff, have you installed it and used it? 
Negative. <laughs> Negative. You're still on. You're still haven't updated. No, I have not. Um, I have the beta on low my Pixel Two. Yeah. All oh, right, well, you do have Pixel Man. I forgot. Yeah. Don't forget. I still. Yeah, I never. I, I don't forget my roots. I still um, I still pulled out the the old phone a while ago. Uh, I haven't turned it on recently and gotten the official update, but I I had like one of the betas for it and it was pretty smooth. Um, I was very impressed with what we had like especially with the new gesture navigation where the the ui of the phone um if uh if you're looking at this android police article that we have in the show notes um you'll see a white bar at the very base of the pixel screen that they have for the gif or gif familiar yeah and um (laughs) if you swipe that it works much in the same way as the iphone does so now the ui for the pixel is pretty much identical to that of an iPhone 10. Like when I was using um, when I was using Android versus iOS and I I was messing around with both of these, it's like exactly the same. The only the one thing I actually liked better is that the whole side of the UI is a back button. So when you swipe from the left side in, um, it actually takes you back in an app. Mm. Um, it's been it's interesting because there's a lot of apps that rely on that functionality like basically every sandwich menu ever right in apps um so at least in the beta that was pretty buggy i don't know if app developers have worked around that i'm sure they have um but yeah you can swipe from the left side or the right side and it works as the back button and then much in the same way with ios if you swipe up and hold it does the app drawer and then if you um, just you can like swipe the screen around. It's very entertaining. It's kind of like clicking a pen, just like swirling the screen around. I do that on my iPhone sometimes, uh, but it's like smooth. It's very very smooth. Um, but among that, outside of the gestures, uh, the big and notable changes to this is um, the one thing that might be the most important out of this list is the share sheet updates. So the share menu, whenever you go to share something with somebody, it doesn't take a half hour to load anymore and doesn't lag like crazy. Um, they It loads a lot faster and it's a lot snappier because I I still have like vivid PTSD from this with my Pixel <laughs> because whenever, whenever I would share something with somebody, I would go to click on their name and then it would load the rest of the share sheet as I was hitting that button. And, <laughs> and then I'd be clicking on like a like share to like like Venmo or something or to LinkedIn. And I was like, I would never want to do that. Um, so I'm super happy about that update. And I think Android users are going to, like, that's going to be, like, night and day for them. I know I do a lot of, like, sharing memes from apps to random chat programs that I have. So <laughs> so I think that's going to be called helpful. them random, Matt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is Android, I think, coming into, um, I was going to say it's final form, but it's like coming into a much better, getting adopting ui that makes sense because they're more refined yeah they had this like half-assed ui like pill thing at the bottom where you could like snap it to the left to jump between your programs and it was like kind of a somewhere between android and what ios had done and um not harking on like how android's just copying ios on this but i just think that that's genuinely the better ui experience in a phone um with that if you're going to do gesture navigation, I think that's the best way to do it, uh, at least in terms of any phone I've seen so far. Yeah. Um, dark theme's cool, too. 
We all, I think, um, I think all of us like dark theme. Is that a correct statement? Yeah. No. Considering I've actually been openly modifying my uh, Slack's uh, JavaScript file to force it into dark theme because they haven't adopted a dark theme on their desktop application yet. It's at the point where my GitHub has a has a, a shared file for the dark theme on it just so that way I can like have that at all times because I really like how that one looked. Pretty cool. Um, but I love dark theme. Urban knows that. <laughs> oh yeah. The first thing I did when I was test driving his model through is I forced it to dark theme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is it's like, oh, let me change this. <laughs> it's like, hold on, I got to change the setting real quick. <laughs> um, and then they also reworked their permissions and privacy, which is more granular location options, uh, restrictions around background activities, and more identifiable features for targeting uh, personal data and tracking. So Android is becoming a lot more private. And I think also um, there was an episode of Security Now a while ago where Steve Gibson was actually praising them for some of the technology that they've been adopting behind this. And if that's good enough for Steve Gibson to praise, then that's good enough for me to praise because that guy is like a paragon in the security community in terms of the work that he's done um, in bringing a lot of issues to light and like reviewing um, like doing basically like uh, impromptu, like informal audits of software and stuff. And he approves of it. So he says this is the safest Android has been in, in years. So it's, I'm happy. One of those notable uh, security features is uh, randomization of the MAC address. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I read that, um, which uh, um, is another way that certain apps or not even apps, but Wi-Fi. There's certain beacons out there like Wi-Fi hotspots that sort of track that mac address and the those hotspot companies sell that to third parties sell that data so like they know that you were at a starbucks or whatever um now every time you join a, a wi-fi connection it randomizes you to the mac address which means that they can't identify you they don't know what device like they can't combine multiple locations to see if you've been to one and then you went to another they can't mm -hmm. track you because every time you join it's a different mac address yeah it's killer uh, ios ios had that for i think since ios 11 if i'm not mistaken i'm not sure but um it's an important update but, yeah there are um some issues to note if i can be the negative nancy for a second yes please Nancy uh, away, please. Yeah, so there's uh, a multitude of users who are reporting issues, uh, both updating to Android 10 and also uh, using it. Um, it looks like it hasn't been a smooth experience. Um, a lot of Pixel devices are freezing on the boot mm. screen during the update, um, which could last up to several hours for some users, which is like a nightmare. Um, oh, man. Yeah, so um, the two outcomes here, either to um, regress basically and downgrade back to Android 9 and attempt to update later, or just wait for it to move past that boot screen, um, which sucks. I know that uh, Wayne, uh, Wayne had that issue. He was yeah. talking about it with our chat. He couldn't join today, but yeah. Um... Uh, the host of the show had that uh, issue. He just recently upgraded to a Pixel 3a, um, and he had that issue on his phone right. um, when he was trying to. He eventually got it to work. I think he said maybe 30 or 40 minutes of waiting eventually um, yes. took. But, yeah, it's annoying. That's but, really terrible. You know, it's, it's a, a, a quite a relatively small 
sort of user base that's affected by that. I'm very curious when Android 10 will eventually be released to like Samsung devices. Um, Probably next year. (laughs) (laughs) They're always a year behind. Well, if I can go on with actual issues with uh, usage, uh, other users, and you know, this this isn't everybody, so I'm not sure what the applicability of this is, but um, some people are reporting that auto rotation, auto brightness, active edge, and double tap to wake are no longer functional in Android 10, which is definitely a buzzkill. <laughs> I remember having a weird problem with auto brightness in the beta. Like yeah. I was just like, the phone wasn't responding as I was used to it. It was like way too bright when I was using it later in the evening. I don't know if they're like trying to put new features or maybe integration with sensors they're expecting in like the Pixel 4 or something into the operating system in preparation, but whatever is going on, uh, it's acting funky. Uh, I know that um, a lot of the users are reporting it with the Pixel 3 XL, which is like one of their, I don't know, headlining models right now, I guess you could say. It's yeah, like it's the fancier, flagship. yeah, flagship uh, it's XL version. So definitely not great news um there's not like a showstopper per se but mm-hmm. um yeah I, I have a pixel 2xl so i'm worried that things like that will stop working for me and when i saw that um article talking about bugs that people are seeing that instantly was telling me i'm gonna wait until i get confirmation that those have been addressed so yeah that's a good yeah. thing the way you know um, for if you rely on your phone and you you don't want to deal with bugs, it's always good to wait till like the point one version of the next version that's released because they'll iron out most of those bugs the next release. A lot of people do that who rely on like uh, their computer when there's a new major operating system update. They'll wait and hold off and and uh, before they update uh, their device because you know you rely on these things and you know unlike me, most people don't like bugs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I ra- I'm I'm weird that way that I rather deal with bugs than ha- not have the latest and greatest thing on my phone. I used You've always been that. the bleeding edge. I used to do that yeah. with iOS back when I was an Apple boy, um, but I don't I don't have the patience for it anymore, honestly. Um, yeah, and also if I can kind of progress forward, there's something that I added to the show notes during the show actually, but I saw it on a news article um, yesterday. There are 24 officially um, listed malware-infested Android apps that are currently okay. uh, available that users should avoid or remove. Um, Before we, sorry, I was gonna. There's there was one update that I was like kind of excited to talk about. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Android go 10. Ahead. No, it's fine, and I, then we'll we'll segue over there. But um, I just wanted. I didn't hear many people talking about this uh, particular change that was happening to Android, but. Uh, Project Mainline was another update that I was pretty excited to to hear about uh, coming out. So for those of you who don't know what Project Mainline is, that then requires a description of what Project Treble is, um, which is uh, abstracting things away from OS updates. So uh, to put that in as simple a term as possible, um, whenever there was like critical security flaws with say like the, you guys remember like years ago, the the critical security flaw where if you sent an image that had like metadata in it, the second the image encoding 
algorithm read that photo, it downloaded the file that was embedded within the image, and it, you could like have viruses get into your phones that way. And both Android and iOS had That's that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is something that Project Mainline will be able to help out with. So Project Treble allows the OS to be abstracted from the core experience of the phone and able to, to make software updates and main OS updates more stable. Project Mainline takes other components that are critical to the functionality of the OS but aren't necessarily like mission critical. Like if you remove the media codec from Android, it would still work. You just wouldn't be able to look at images. Um, they abstracted those away from the OS, but above the level that Treble had. So now if there's a, a critical security update, they can just push it via an app update through an APK instead of having to wait for a full OS update, which I think is huge because yeah. that makes Android far more responsive to software uh, bugs and critical problems that might come up that, um, might, ne- that might necessarily... Um, not make it to as many devices. So, yeah, it puts when the control back into Google's hands. Yeah, because um, Google's this is just Google realizing that, like the joke we made earlier, they can't get people to upgrade on time. So, whenever they start making phones that adopt Android 10, uh, now Google will have that granular control over the OS. Um, and it's it's only a matter of time until more and more people move into Android 10 as the years go on. So eventually down the line, Google will have a very stable um, throughput for their software experience between them and their third-party manufacturers. I'm curious if it's up to the manufacturer to actually implement Project Mainline because the problem was with Project Treble is that uh, it was up to the manufacturers and one of the biggest ones, Samsung, decided not to implement Project Treble. So their their users aren't, aren't getting that benefit of uh, receiving faster um, operating system updates or removing that, uh, making everything in the abstraction layer so it makes it easier. Um, so they didn't end up developing it. So I'm curious if Mainline is is this designed the same way. I hope it's not. I hope it's mandatory if you're going to run an Android 10 device. But Yeah, this this the way that all the articles that I've read about it have worded it implies that this is separate from anything an OEM needs to do. Um, it just comes with the OS uh, because it because it has the benefit of sitting on top of um, sitting within the Android OS framework, which a soft with which an OEM needs to adopt in order to build an Android device. So it's it's like above treble. So I think I think this will be independent of OEM mm-hmm. uh, problems. Is a good way to word that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. let's hope. Yeah. Sorry, Jeff, I didn't mean to pull you away from your topic, but I no, was excited th- about that one. Yeah, that was great. Um, so, yeah, um, just a quick loop back to what I was starting to get into a little hastily, I guess. But um, a Digital Trends article I was I came across yesterday, um, which is talking about a malware, um, which is hitting Android devices. Malware is dubbed, it's, it's named Joker. Um, but what it basically does is signs users up for um, subscription services uh, which include ones that would incur charges to that user um, before I mean without them being aware of it happening so basically they're going to sign you up for subscriptions you're going to get charged for them and you may or may not notice Um, so this is affecting a multitude of countries but uh, 
specifically it's hitting a lot of European and Asian, Asian countries. Um, the user would be using a SIM card to be targeted um, for the malware to become executable. And it looks like about 472,000 times uh, these infected or malicious apps have been installed and they're no longer available on the Play Store. So you don't really have to worry about downloading them by accident at this point. However, uh, we're gonna include that list in our show notes. If you by chance have any of these apps installed on your phone, you're gonna wanna remove them and look in to see if you're uh, fraudulently subscribed to anything you shouldn't be. Hmm. I don't think I've heard of any of these apps. I haven't either, um, but I don't know if that's a locality kind of thing or yeah, you never know. The one at the very bottom in an update, um, Cam Scanner. I feel like I've heard of that one, but I don't know. Yeah, I, think I never I, installed. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it's used to. I think it's a QR code scanning app. Mm-hmm. It's. Um, uh, I think it's. I think it's that and documents too. Yeah, I think I it's think like it's a yeah, scanner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. But, it, it is. Uh, I've actually heard of Cam Scanner. Actually, I know someone who uses it, so maybe I'll talk to him about it. But yeah, it's it's for like uh, <laughs> yeah, basically, you take a a picture using the app of a document or what have you, and then skew it or resize it or whatever to make it look like you scanned it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do the Do we know if these you know people who make these apps were involved in putting that malware in, or were they just taken over and? Um, some kind of flaw within the Android Play Store that allowed it to, you know, replace the APK that was downloaded. I don't see that being a possibility, but you never know. I'm um, really not sure, to be honest. I don't know. It might this... be like a, a malicious sort of ad, because I've seen and heard that a lot. Like, they these apps insert, like, they're free apps, but they put ads in there, and the, there's this ad network they want to put in there, malicious ad code. And that sort of put puts in hidden functionality that you no know, they don't check for or they don't notice. Um, that may be it. Um, yeah. It looks targeted though. Well, it only worked because it was you had to be using SIP cards from those regions. Um, yeah. So maybe they're just targeting. Those the majority of them weren't targeting U.S. Yeah. It was mostly Europe and Asia, but yeah, still, the U.S. was listed as one of the countries that the mal- some of at least some of the malware was targeting. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I don't. I don't know if they were working with it because a lot of these are like weird. Like, I don't know. I, I don't. I've never heard of Leaf Face Scanner or Rapid Face Scanner. <laughs> Or um, I mean, looking one. at looking at the download numbers, I, yes, they're high, but they're not that high, so they weren't that popular apps. Yeah. My favorite um, one has, is Great it, VPN. Well, it's in the name. It's a Great VPN, so yeah, might so as well download it. Yeah, and then cute camera, like well, oh, my it's, camera a, it's, being ugly. it's a great SEO hack because you type in "I want a great VPN" in the Play Store, and now it's number one result because that's what it says. Yeah. It's a VPN. Yeah. Most of these literally have like common adjectives that describe <laughs> stuff that you would want to do with these programs, like cute camera. Yeah. Dazzle wallpaper. <laughs> um, advocate wallpaper. Age face. Um, yeah, there's more Pixel 4 images uh, that have leaked. And it seems that uh, whoever Apple bought their camera humps from, Google is also buying them from and just flipping them over. Oh, man. It, it looks just like it, but inverted. Yeah. 
and Vern. <laughs> it's like uh, go, the one Google guy is like, oh, I have an idea. Let's turn it 90 degrees. They watched Marquez's video where he was talking, Marquez Brownlee's video about the the camera. Remember they, they ship him the iPhone models? The like case units or whatever they're called. Yeah. Um, they saw the one on that video and they were like, crap, I got to flip it over. Just turn it around real quick. Just turn it around. Okay, I'm uh, just going to sue us. Yeah, so we've got some more, more leaks of the Pixel 4. Um, there hasn't been an official announcement date, as I have, as far as I know, of when Google's planning to announce the next Pixel 4, the next Pixel ca- oh, phone, uh, the Pixel 4. But more and more leaks are happening. I guess they're being currently made, which, yeah, they probably are. Um, and they're getting into the hands of people who are taking pictures and posting them online. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's some new new colors, um, new fun colors like coral, uh, which was a, actually a pretty good color for the uh, 10R last year for the iPhone. It looked pretty nice in person. Um, a little peachy. I think that was color. my favorite color. But yeah, that, um, and then they also have a like. It looks like they're doing the same thing with older Pixels too, where like the power buttons have that accent color. So like, there's one with a there's. It looks like the white one I think has a mint green. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm actually like kind of curious to see the power behind this because this will be the first pixel with more than one camera. Yeah. So I'm not going to be surprised if this thing is like nearing DSLR quality in terms yeah. of like, they did amazing things just with one camera. So I can't wait to see what they yeah. do with two. Google was beating cameras with, with phones with five cameras. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they only had too and that's including the front camera yeah (laughs) so crazy but they're they're good at software and they figured out something in computational photography they're doing some good stuff so yeah this should be exciting maybe they will get better uh portrait photos because they can use the the uh, two cameras to uh, better uh, judge depth um Mm -hmm. But in this case, it looks like they might have three lenses. I think the third lens might be an actually a time of flight sensor. I'm not yeah, sure. That would be that would make sense control. if they're trying to compete with the Huawei phone because that's been a big part of the the Mate 20s success was that time of flight sensor because that camera on that phone is incredible, and it wouldn't it would make sense to me at least, especially Google of all OEMs to see that there's a potential because i don't know if you guys know but there may or may not there's rumors that the huawei mate 30 is coming to the u.s um and if that's the case that camera um at least according to a lot of like informal testing and reviews rates substantially higher than even the pixels camera so it sounds like google is going it like knows that it, it would make sense for them to do this because they would understand that they have competition coming uh, in in terms of a camera and they would need to compete with one of Apple or Huawei because it's as we'll as we'll talk about later it's only been a matter of time until Apple substantially overhauls their camera and Huawei eventually breaks into the U.S. with a flagship device. Um, so if those rumors are true, then Google has its work cut out for it, and I want, I'm definitely going to be looking to see. Um, benchmarks of of these cameras just because it's another sensor that's on these uh, pixel fours is that solely radar sensor in the front um, that's supposed to uh, detect the gestures with your hands 
Um, not sure how useful that will be. I think the uh, one LG phone tried that, trying to do gestures and control your phone with your hands. Yeah, you can like um, swipe I'm, I'm, yeah. pages. I'm curious of, of how actually useful that will be I, on, on my, a phone. My brother had one of those, and, and I don't... I can't imagine he would have used it all that often, but he definitely like showed people. Like, right. He showed it to it, me, it, and I was like, "That's it's, it's really cool," but sure. like it's not practical. So other than the wow factor, other than showing off to your friends, what actual useful well, thing? What I I kind this peanut butter all over my hand. I kind of went into went into this a little bit. Like, first of all, I think you know if if it's gesture control coming from Google, I I can't imagine it being too wonky i guess like i think it's going to be relatively polished coming from them yeah and furthermore i mean practical use case one that i described was like if i'm like working and typing on my keyboard or something and listening to music and i just want to skip a song or something don't want to hold my headphones or press my screen like just yeah with a hand wave or something like that if you could configure it to do something like that that would be cool um I don't know, same kind of thing, like maybe even if you're like in the shower and you want to do something like that, or if you're working out and your phone's sitting on a table or like a, a stand near you and mm-hmm. you want to do something like that. Um, there's, aside from yeah, that, there's definitely useful ones, yeah. Yeah, there's use cases for sure, but I'm, I'm just trying to think like... What if, it, what if you could like pinch and have it like take a picture in two seconds? You don't have to run over and set a timer I or something think, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one of the LG settings was if you made a fist and went like this, it opened the camera app. Mm-hmm. So I think that was like something you could do. Like I'm basically just opening a fist into <laughs> a full hand because I know we don't have video. Um, but yeah, it's like I, I just like it sounds like a cool feature and I can definitely think of some use cases, but it just seems like a like filler I don't know. I I definitely don't think yeah it's like a backbone of any sort. <laughs> this is the <laughs> core of the pixel. I think I think there there could be some cool use to it. I think that it's something that may like the more familiar we get with it, the more we'll figure out what to do with it. But yeah. Um, I'm just I'm I want to. When's Google's event? October? Is that? They, I don't think it hasn't been officially re- uh, announced, but I think it's probably going to be on. Oh yeah, Google is always the one that sends our invites out within like a week right yeah so yeah I would, so i guess we'll find out i would think late september early october but yeah usually by the time the iphones are available in stores um usually by that time the pixel event is at least announced so i'm curious <laughs> to to see what this is going to be like and also i'm i'm interested because there's a lot of design changes here too um i don't know if you guys have looked at this in any great level of detail, but like I'm noticing there's no notch first and foremost on this one. So I'm wondering if there's a notched version of this device. Um, another design change is I noticed that they got rid of the, the, the try or the split metal tone thing going on in the back where the top third of it was glass and the bottom two thirds was brushed aluminum. Or so it was still glass, but it was uh, brushed glass. It was like yeah. faded glass. It was matte, yeah. like the new iPhones that we're going to talk about next. Yeah, they they abandoned that, and also like I I kind of hope this is the actual look of the the white phone because I think that's kind of cool looking. The I agree. The like black stainless steel around the outside with the white on the back. I think that's kind of a cool look from the from the back side of it. Um, but yeah, like I'm I'm wondering if they're going to pull an Apple and have this be like their 
quote unquote pro version, and then you'll see kind of like the evolved version of the 3A in oh. terms of like a, calling it the Pixel or whatever. I want to raise an important concern. Okay. Is it just me, or do you guys not see a fingerprint sensor on this phone? Is this just going to be on the front display? Oh, you... yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, one of the uh, rumored features. It's Well, it's not even rumor. I think it was intentionally released because Google has been releasing I think information. They it, yeah. yeah, it's it's a uh, main, uh, it will be done via face. So they're going to have a face ID competitor. So you're being forced uh, to use account. face ID or a password. Yeah, not gonna, yeah it's not going to be, um, fingerprint. Uh, there's no fingerprint option. Just say that because in the front, yeah, this is from Google themselves. Uh, in the front, there's the face eye unlock IR camera. Um, it has a, a dot projector, same as the iPhone for the face ID, um, and a flood illuminator sort of lights up your face at night just so that the camera, the IR camera can see itself. Um, so, yeah, uh, hopefully it's as good as face ID, but yeah, you're not going to have an option for it looks like the, the fingerprint sensor because they don't have like a a built-in um, a fingerprint sensor under the screen like other phones we have seen like the OnePlus mm -hmm. and the uh, new Samsung phones um, so yeah it looks like Gotta I don't sense. know many people that are gonna miss the rear fingerprint scanner though I'm uh, just, it, I'm it depends it depends on how good the face ID is the yeah. face unlock is it I'm, all depends on that right if, it, if it's good if it's as good as iPhone, then I don't. Yes, I agree with you. They're not gonna miss it, but because um, once you get up? the iPhone, the Face ID, yeah, it's it's Does, really good. Is there? Do you ever find with your iPhone tens or iPhone, yeah, iPhone ten when you look at the front display that it unlocks the phone whether you want it to or not? Yeah. Yeah. So. Like some sometimes I I won't want to unlock my Pixel. I'll just want to look at the notification screen or like double tap well, to show like you know the highlights of notifications. Well, the thing, well, by default on the iPhone, um, don't know all the screen shows is that you have a notification, let's say from messages, but I won't actually show you the content unless you unlock it with your face. Hmm. Um, so if I want to see the content of it, then I have to look at it. So on Android. Uh, this was probably the case when you were still an Android user, but you can customize whether or not that's the case. You can, yeah. so like I'll yeah. have certain apps where I will display content, other ones where I won't. And I don't like, I don't know, like one of my chat clients or something, if I want to just quickly sure. look at what someone said, but not really pay any mind to it and just put my phone away again. That's yeah. when I don't like to unlock my phone fully. But if I have to unlock it and then either swipe down or go to the app that, actually has the content i feel like that's going to be frustrating for me to get used yeah. to yeah yeah and hopefully they have some way to to uh, to show that um i guess if since it's an since it's off by default on android you would just um open up the phone and read your notifications and then push the screen or do the face id thing or whatever they're going to call it to to unlock to do further actions yeah. on those notifications but but yeah, I, I, if there's if there's any phone manufacturer or any brand of OS that I trust to handle notifications properly, it's Android, because so, they've always done it better. When you said Irvin, I think you said off by default, and then Matt, you also said it. Were you talking about iOS or Android? 
because I thought iOS. it was iOS. Okay. iOS. So, if you have a well, uh, phone with Face ID, the notifications don't show unless you unlock the phone with your face, and then it shows, it shows the contents, and you can read it, and then you can click further into the app. Yeah, yes. but Irvin, what I was saying was that that functionality is off by default on Android. So you have to turn that on. Oh, right. If you want that feature, yes. Yeah. Including so so that's all encompassing for the Face ID, though, right? Like it's either on or off. Yes. Yeah. In, on on iOS. And I assume for Android, it's going to be the same way. Like it's either on or. Yeah, it'll just be the same option. But maybe the, I guess configuration you're talking about is whether or not notification content shows. Yeah, because like right now, if I were to hold my phone up, I would see Snapchat, um, Instagram, whatever. And then if I unlock it with my face, it'll expand it and say notifications from this chat, notifications from this. Like it'll like read in, like it basically like de-anonymizes the notifications. I'm sure, I'm sure I would get used to that. It's just as of yeah. right now, that's going to be a yeah. functionality change for me. But it's kind of nice because if someone like grabs my phone and picks it up and looks at it, all they see are text bubbles. Like it's, it'll say like mess like messages, new no like one or two new notifications. Yeah. And then if I were to look at it, it'll expand it into the the messages that are waiting for me to to sure. read the text messages sure. that I got. Yeah. Um. So it's nice. Um. That being said, iOS is still butt cheeks at bundling notifications. Yeah. So it's like I, I see like bugs and bundling all the time where it'll I'll like look at my notifications and I have like seven Instagram notifications and then like whatever Snapchat notifications are bundled neatly into one little folder. Right. So it's well, like, still kind of a work in progress. I guess it's not so much like SMS and things like that. Like I understand like your privacy there on the lock screen, but like for things like Google news or something like that, I like to see if it pops up and says, here's a story you might be interested in. And yeah, you know, I have that filtered down to where I probably am interested in it. I like that. That'd be a cool feature if they had that granularity of being able to pick which notifications are not anonymous. Well, I know some apps are already that way. Like, Pulse, yeah. for example, you can choose to not display a message content or display it based on the app. But yeah, anyway, this all I'm, remains I'm, to be seen. Too. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of yeah. diving a little deep on this. I apologize, but it's, no. I don't, it's fine. <laughs> it's a good discussion, but yeah, it's um, it's something that I'm interested with Android, and also it looks like they're uh, just to look at more of the screenshots that they have here. It looks like they're doing, um, what's it called, the themed wallpapers so like mm -hmm. if you change from light to dark theme the wallpaper will also change as well um which is kind of cool i'm sure that's just with like built-in wallpapers but yeah still cool yeah because ios has it for built-in wallpapers but i think you can make a custom one i would really uh, love with... oh, sorry finish your no i was it with like you pick like two two different images and that one can be your day wallpaper and one can be your night wallpaper i think you can do that yeah I was um, gonna say I, I really wish that it had the um, I don't know if it's some kind of like right that app publishers have, but it would be really cool in my opinion if you selected like dark theme and then all of your app icons kind of adhered to that, where like their cool. their tone or color would change. Yeah, but mm -hmm. I don't I don't know like there's probably something that says you can't change the color of the Instagram app icon like. Oh, to, like to apply extent. like a. 
like a hue to it or I something don't know. like, like that. You, you could do like a custom theme or like if you really wanted to get granular with it you could make your own app icon for it and you know i wouldn't be surprised if like nova launcher or something did something like that um with like an icon pack like it'll let you change between icon packs for day and night theme with android 10 i, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they implemented some feature like that because that would be um like that would be the easiest way to solve that without waiting for Google to do it. I'd like to see that. I don't currently see that in nine with Nova Launcher. So mm -hmm. it would, yeah, it would definitely be cool though. Yeah. Maybe since the theme is one of the big things with Android 10, maybe Nova Launcher will now consider different um, like customizations with the theme as it shifts from night to day. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I know, uh, I know you guys want to get off Android and go to Apple, so why don't you kick it off? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm just, it's going to be the bulk of the discussion just because there's so much to talk about, but at the same time, it was extremely boring, so it's it's, it's a lot. Um, yeah, Urban, I, you, did you watch the Apple event, or were you just kind of following? Uh, I had it on in the background while I was working. Were you um, working for just Yeah, I was just listening to it. Um, it was yeah. on TV. It was just behind me, um, and I listened in from there here and there i had it on uh, my ipad while i was playing video games yeah <laughs> so they launched uh, announced quite a few things um they started off the show with um services apple um, tv plus apple tv plus and apple arcade so we finally have pricing for both um lower than i thought for both to be honest with you uh considering apple and their prices uh, so both Apple TV Plus, which is their Netflix uh, competitor, is uh, $4.99 a month. Um, and the Apple TV Arcade, which allows you to get access to a hand-curated set of apps, uh, games specifically, um, that uh, they're made specifically for the Apple ecosystem. So you can play it on any device um, that includes your laptop, Mac laptop. Um, and that's also four ninety nine per month, and they're uh, you know they they tout that they're investing and in the, uh, into high quality um, uh, uh, games uh, to be launched on that service. And mm -hmm. guess what game they decided to show off at the keynote? Frogger. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's one of the high quality titles coming to Apple TV Arcade or Frogger. Apple Arcade. Um, yeah, Frogger. One the um, most graphically intense game of this generation. Yeah, that that out of every one that every app that's coming, that's what they decide to show. Anyway, but does it support ray tracing? <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> RTX um, enabled Frogger. Apple, so mm -hmm. Apple Arcade is for Apple TV specifically, Irvin. It seems like no, it... no, no. So Apple Arcade is for pretty much every uh, Apple device. So that includes okay. iPhone, iPad, Apple TV, and your Mac desktop laptop. It's kind of like the Google Play Games thing that pops up when you load an Android game. Yeah, you can like sign in across devices. It's like yeah. the same concept. I just kept hearing yeah, you say but, Apple TV Arcade, so I was yeah, kind of sorry. It's just, yeah. uh, it's just from the Apple TV Plus. Okay. I um, may be able to report back on Apple TV Plus. Um, I think uh, Katie's due for an upgrade at some point, and if they upgrade their devices, um, one important thing to mention is if you do buy one of these new devices, it's any of them, the new iPod Touch, new Mac, new iPhone, iPad, Apple TV, whatever, you'll get a free year of Apple TV Plus. Um, so if, if they end up upgrading or at least one person in this house ends up upgrading, then I'll be able to report back on that. So it's important to know all, all these prices are family plans as well. 
So if you have a family group set up within their Apple ecosystem, just the, the price doesn't increase just because you have multiple users within that family. It's the same price. You pay $4.99 per month for each of these services and everyone in your family gets access to them, that which is, is cool. pretty good because uh, the Netflix doesn't do that. Netflix has a, an increased price for depending on how many screens you're trying to watch it on. Um, so to be honest, I'm, I'm pretty good with these prices. I don't know if I'm going to pay for any of these, but I might just do it for Apple TV plus. Cause I really want to watch the show, the morning show, um, that they're the TV show that they're putting out on there Yeah, with, uh, all the big cast, Jennifer Aniston, uh, Steve Carell. And, uh, what was the other lady name? Um, I forget. Um, we split this spin or no? Yes. That, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, so, um, I know she's got so that that looks pretty good, and I might just subscribe one month and, and just to watch that. Um, but just like I'm subscribing to Disney Plus for a month to watch The Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. So that's and, uh, an example for Disney Plus because they that Disney Plus was the what six ninety nine per month, and you get access to all of Disney Marvel. Um, what else? Yeah. Disney had a really compelling bundle too, because if you did twelve ninety nine a month, you got Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and Hulu. Uh, that being said, the Hulu bundle of that had advertisements. It's much in the same way. As Spotify. It would, it would have been nice to see them also throw Spotify in there too. That would have been a huge. Because basically, if you get Spotify, you have Hulu anyway. So. Yeah, but they're never going to do that because Apple Music and Spotify are huge competitors. True. Yeah. Well, this is that would be Disney. I mean. Um, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, yeah, but um, the one thing that is notable is that, uh, speaking of Disney and Netflix, um, both of those companies uh, lost 2% in their stock earnings for today wow. uh, as a result of this conference. Their stock yeah, tanked. I think most people are expecting like $9.99 because the new service that they currently have out is $9.99 per month. And this is, yep. I mean, I don't know about you, but I think it takes a lot more money to produce video content than news. Yeah. I don't know. You throw Apple five bucks and you get access to all this content for a month. That's that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, but it's not that much content to be honest with you. At the moment, well, yeah. right? They yeah. might they might increase the amount of content later on, and then they might up the price. We don't know, but yeah, um, it's a good starting point, and it's a lot cheaper than I think most people thought. Yeah, I wonder if um, what's we call it? I wonder if this is going to drive Netflix's prices down again. Uh, because Netflix is no, basically just yet. a monopoly up until this point. Yeah, but not yet. They don't. They don't. Apple TV Plus doesn't have the content. Well, it's what I'm saying, like, because this competition is only going to be good for this market. Sure. So, like, a lot of people are like, oh, too many streaming services to keep track of. Whereas I'm like, yes, give me competition. I want to see these markets. I want. I want to see these established Goliaths fight for being the top company. <laughs> competition is great for a consumer because that means you're going to see these big great deals sweep in and um as these companies try to say like hey consider me do this like it's it's a it's a good time to be looking for tv subscriptions because you're going to have a lot of choices um especially if i think this is does this do you need an apple tv to use this servant do you know that or the apple tv no you don't not a, not a physical apple tv it works on yeah. again any um apple can you device. run it on windows or like an android device not windows or android no okay i'd be curious to see if that but you can launch it. it so they have you can uh they you remember a couple months ago or late last year they announced support for airplay on a lot of uh, smart tvs 
uh-huh. including my Vizio. Now it just got this upgrade a couple weeks ago that it can do AirPlay. And yeah. that's one of the main reasons is that now you can just AirPlay that to your TV. It is all because of this service. Okay. So that you don't yeah. need to have a box to Very buy. Nice. You can just AirPlay it to your TV. I think they did the deal with Samsung was there is an actually an Apple TV app on the Samsung interface. So you can access it. You don't even have to AirPlay it. Yeah, but, but that's a special deal with Samsung. I don't know about the AirPlay side of things, but are you sure about it not being available on Windows? Because it says that it's available at a oh. website on Safari, Chrome, and Firefox. Okay. So, like, I think it's, yeah. Or it might be just the, the iTunes app. Like, you have to use the yeah, iTunes app. So if you if you want to get the app version of Apple TV+, Plus, you need to have it on an iPhone, iPad, Apple TV, Mac, whatever. Okay. But if you want to stream via the web, you could do that on Safari, Chrome, or Firefox. Then, oh, if look, that yeah, works, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. If that works on Windows, then that's even better for Apple because that's just more people that can check the service out. And they just launched, actually, this is not related to today's event, but they launched uh, Apple Music on the web as well last week. Yeah. Um, there's a beta version available. They just, they just want more people to use their services because uh, that's what they're trying to make money on. Anyway, there's a lot more stuff that was announced. Are we, gonna, are we, are yeah, we just going over how they did it? <laughs> no, I don't. I, I think, yeah, I think the next one was iPad. iPad. Yeah, it was uh, iPad. They announced their, they updated their lowest end iPad at 329. They upped it from 9.7 inches to 10.2 inches. They added a couple extra features from the Pro uh, lineup, like the support for the smart pins, so you can attach uh, keyboards, uh, keyboards to the iPad. Um, the, it, the, yeah. the new iPads are making this a, like, Apple, like, literally leaps and bounds ahead of the next closest tablet developer like the if you're looking for with with all the stuff that they're bringing to ipad especially with ipad os now coming out um the ipad at least from a consumer perspective is by far the best solution for uh someone looking to like have a larger screen uh, and this is just further pushing them into the lead um, I don't really know too many people who have Samsung tablets, um, but I know a that. lot of people who have iPads. Yeah, it's a great device just to, for basic use. Check your email, you know, go on websites, go use it for banking, whatever people typically do just on a, on a phone, but on a bigger screen, you know, it's it's, yeah. it's easier to use than a laptop for most people, mm-hmm. uh, for a lot of people, you know, just give it to them and they'll have uh, a good time with it and then they'll they'll be able to get access to um everything that they need to and it's a relatively good starting price 329 makes a great value in my opinion um 329 so, is amazing and um, then 459 for the wi-fi and cellular but yeah it's a it's a small incremental update they didn't really do much in terms of the uh um processor but you know it's fast enough yeah uh, and then people the one, the one update with iOS 13, and most of these changes are just with iPad OS, that I like the best about this. And it's like um, the fact, just like the fact alone, that iPads now render web pages as full desktop version web pages instead of whatever stupid stretched mobile web format that they have. That alone is like the thing that made the iPad like awesome. Yep, you get a full desktop classic web browser right on the iPad, so no more weird. Glitches on, on websites. Janky, weird yeah. pages, yeah. 
it's, an, it's um, another it's, really it's nice. another step towards i think what we talked about a long long time ago of macbooks and uh, ipads becoming more and more similar Mm-hmm. Yep, at definitely. Some, at some point, yeah. it's just going to be almost indistinguishable. But... Yeah, I mean, my my iPad Pro feels like a laptop in more ways than it does a tablet. So yeah, like it's with it's the just... late, latest uh, operating system that's coming out next week for um, all majority of the iPads. Yeah, it's going to change how people look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it for was fairly quick small announcement on the iPad. Then uh, Tim Cook moved on to the Apple Watch. Um, Again, very small update from the Series 4. Um, with the Series 4, we saw big changes with the screen and everything, bigger screen and uh, uh, the EKG sensor. This year, the most notable feature that I pretty much saw is the uh, always-on screen. So mm-hmm. that's one of the big complaints from Apple Watch users was that the screen wasn't always on. You had to fold up your wrist and actually look at it for the screen to turn on or touch it. Um, But now there's a mode that it can stay on and it still maintains the same battery life. So the battery life hasn't decreased because of it. Um, They touted some new display technology that that allows them to do that. They said it can Um, go into like an extreme low power state, which means that it's like, it, it like sips battery in terms yeah. of like it, they can they can tone the display down all the way to one hertz so it only uh, updates the screen once uh, per second um which helps with you know because when you're all you care about is just maybe glancing at a time you don't need to update your screen 60 frames the benefit second. of a watch is 60 that hertz most- yeah, the benefit of the watch is that the only thing that's going to really be moving is the second hand, which is arguably a one hertz yeah. refresh rate thing anyway. Yeah. <laughs> arguably. <laughs> it's the definition yeah. of one hertz. <laughs> yeah. Literally uh, moves one second at a time. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, the same price as last year, $399 starting for the watch series. Um, they discontinued the Series 4, um, but they reduced the Series 3 price to 199 now. So if you want to get into an Apple Watch, it's pretty low cost, relatively speaking. I feel um, like that's Apple. that's totally like 199 I was like, wow, really? They're still charging 199 for a Series 3? But then I thought about it and I was like, well, if they made it like $99, they would sell no Series 5 because everyone just buy 3 because they're so cheap. Mm-hmm. If you make it $200, yeah. then people who don't want to pay shell out 400 for a series five will buy it and you'll still make a good amount of money yeah yeah also if you're trying to get an apple watch for under a hundred dollars you're gonna not do that at apple's website right. you're gonna no. you're gonna be able to find one somewhere like as a third party or eBay or something. Yeah. yeah especially over the next few months because as all these people are upgrading to so, their new devices um so, you're gonna see a bunch of these other ones enter the market at a pretty good price well, I wonder if Apple will offer a trade in or something. I don't know if they do that. They probably will. Yeah, they do. Yeah, so, I feel like a dark horse. I'm rocking the 10. This has been discontinued for two years now. Oh, so. Yeah. Does, uh, do you think, did, did they discontinue the Series 4? Was it something I heard about, like supporting the operating system? No, the operating system still supported, including with the Series 3. So the latest watch OS 6 that's coming out next week as well will be supported all the way down to, I think, Series 2. So Series 1 and Series 0, which, yeah, there's a Series 0, um, mm-hmm. will not support the latest and greatest, but up, if, as long as you have a Series 2 or above, you will get the latest uh, operating system. Apple uh, Watch Array Apple Index Watch. has started 0. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> they also <laughs> added some additional customizations. So previously you had to select like a, a, a combination of the actual watch um, casing, um, like what it was made out of and the band, like they had pre-configured combinations, but now you can uh, uh, pick your own. So you pick your, what types of case you want and what type of uh, uh, band you want. You can do that in person at the Apple store, or you can do that online. And there's over a thousand different uh, combinations that you can pick from those different finishes and, and different bands directly that, that excludes all third party bands. That's just first party bands and the, the, the watch uh, finishes um so that's kind of cool you know try to be a little more unique so you can pick your style that you like and you don't have to buy a certain style and they just switch out the band you can get the one that you want from the get-go um yeah more and, customization yeah i'm i'm interested to see how this uh whole thing is going to work out especially because i think this is going to be the one that i get um because i would like to have one for like fitness tracking and all that stuff. And this is like the only Apple device that I haven't gotten yet. One of the features that was rumored to come to the Apple Watch was sleep tracking, but it doesn't look like that was uh, announced. Maybe a little later software update wasn't just available already yet. Um, hopefully, maybe. That'd be kind of cool to have that built in. I, there's some third-party apps that do it fairly well at the moment that I use uh, to track my sleep. They're, they're fairly accurate. Um, when I look at the watch and see how, how well, how good of a sleep I got and compared to how I actually feel, it's pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but it'd be great to like, you know, have that built into the operating system, not have a third party app rely on oh it. My but God. Um, that wasn't launched. I'm currently so, going through the customization on the watch. <laughs> just, just, oh my God. Yeah, there's a lot. They added two no, it's finishes just, it's the uh, related price. Oh, the price, yes. Holy so they added they added two new finishes as well to the Series Five. <laughs> now you can get a titanium. <laughs> oh that God. that's uh, that's uh, Matt's wallet crying at the moment. Um, <laughs> they added two separate finishes, uh, titanium, like a brushed titanium um, that you can get, as well as uh, uh, ceramic. Um, yeah, I think ceramic, was the ceramic wasn't new, but I, yeah, the ceramic watch I think is a thousand dollars. It's a uh, thirteen hundred. Oh, okay. 1300 Sorry. Yeah. No. And then the titanium starts at... Uh, I'm looking at the 44 Let me do the 40 So you can get the lowest cost. Titanium, $1,299. Uh, yeah, no, ceramic was $1,299. Titanium is $799. Stainless steel is $699. And aluminum is $399. That's yeah. insane. That is yeah, so most people expensive. will just get the aluminum. Yeah, and that is why the aluminum only comes in three colors. Yeah, it only comes in. Yeah, but uh, it's gold, white, and uh, what's it called? Silver, space gray, and gold. But guys, if you didn't have a fourteen hundred dollar Apple Watch, how would you know what time it was? You're right. You're right. I mean, there's a lot of people who spend a lot more on actual watches, um, but uh, this is a tech product. Yeah, be outdated within three years. I don't know if you guys have looked at the watch face either, but I'm looking at like the white ceramic case with a leather leather loop in titanium, and they clearly made the ten a Roman numeral and the eleven a Roman numeral. Mm -hmm. <laughs> very, yeah, very cute. I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's an it's a nice watch. Um, it's not much different from the. 
I, I think that I think the bigger reason why they discontinued the four is because it's essentially indistinguishable from the five. Yeah. Um, in terms of feature set outside of the retina display that's now always on. Oh, there's a built-in compass now, which is yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can tell where you're going. Yeah. Um, let's go to the more exciting one. More exciting. So and by more exciting one, I mean we already knew most of this, but okay, let's keep going. <laughs> iPhones. Um, so we'll start with the order that Apple went. Um, the first iPhone is the iPhone 11, uh, which is a replacement to the 10R uh, that was released last year. So all the colorful uh, iPhones, a um, little cheaper. Um, previously, the 10R only had one lens for the camera. Now it goes and brings along the dual lenses uh, mm-hmm. for the uh, rear camera. It has six new colors. Um, they're slightly different from last year. Some of them aren't available like they were last year. I think the Coral is no longer available. Um, and it has Dolby Atmos, it looks like, um, as well. So it has a wide field of sound, that whatever they called it, uh, on stage. Um, improvements within the camera, it brings along with it uh, finally a night mode on iOS mm-hmm. um, that uh, Google has been kicking their asses at uh, in terms of uh, taking really good pictures at night. Um, at least and- according to the photo they showed on stage, it looks like Google is still kicking their ass um, because that didn't the photo didn't look all that great. Like it still looks pretty grainy compared to what I've to what I've personally, it, it looked like what I did myself, shaky in a room, sure. like hastily testing on a beta software. It didn't look like a fully fleshed out high-end photo that I'm used to seeing on Apple's keynotes, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I wasn't blown away by the night mode. It's not the yeah. best. I'm curious to see it in person. Um, maybe we'll, we'll see someone with it and try it out. Um, speaking of the cameras, uh, they added dual cameras, but not uh, unlike last year where, you know, the regular um, XS uh, 10S cameras had dual cameras. One was a regular focal length. The one was a, um, a telephoto one. This time they went with a wide angle uh, lens. So they have the normal camera and now you can take wide angle uh, pictures, which I love. I love get taking a good wide angle. So it's good to have that available. I, I think if I had this camera, I would use it a lot more than I do a telephoto on my current one because I don't really use that feature that often. But if I had a wide angle, I would use it a lot more um, personally. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, I think it's a good addition. You don't lose any picture quality according to them just by switching to because a lot of different manufacturers have done wide angle lenses, but they've put a, a lower quality sensor behind the actual lens. Uh, but in this case, it looks like uh, they're trying to keep it pretty consistent. Uh, so you're not going to lose image quality just by switching to the wider angle lens. Um, they show some pictures um, that they took. It really, you know, if you're taking a nice landscape, so it gets a good, good view of your, your surroundings. That's a better idea of, of the contest of the context of the photo. Yeah. Um, did they mention the spec sheets? I didn't see it. I, maybe I wasn't paying attention whenever they did it. But I didn't see like the spec list because I, I thought there was rumors that the phone would have an additional gigabyte of RAM. They never talk about that, and they never list it on their website. We okay. don't typically find that find those detailed specs out till the actual phone is in the hands of people. Um, ah, okay. Yeah, because they don't they don't list out those specs. Apple doesn't um, on 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 the amount of RAM and also the milliamp hours of battery. They just say it's X number of hours better than last year. 
Um, they don't nitpick those types of specs. So right. we don't know. That's the rumor. I think, yeah, we'll find out when the next week do, when uh, these phones get into the hands of people. I do have um, like a spec comparison table up that was on uh, Engadget. And like Irvin, you're dead on, uh, obviously, about the CPU, GPU, and RAM uh, not being available and battery specified in how many hours of video playback, um, <clears throat> which is listed as 18 hours of video playback. Um, yeah. Which is pretty pretty good. Uh, yeah, yeah. they claimed that it would have an an extra four hours of battery um, coming from the 10s and the 10 and then five coming from the 10s Max. Uh, so oh, that's it's... for the Pro models, not this one. Oh right 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 right. Yeah, so it's yeah. only additional one additional hour more if you had the 10R from last year. That's still uh, better on... than both the 10s and 10s Max. What do you mean? <laughs> like the 10R last oh, year yes was it really was really the, good yes, yes it had like yes, the, I, yeah. I know a couple of people who have it and yeah. and like they can push two days yeah. without charging it's, their phones it, yeah the 10 hour was really good with battery last year so only a one hour improvement isn't doesn't seem like that big but yeah it's so, it's already pretty good so now it's 49 hours instead of 48 <laughs> <laughs> one of the specs that i was hoping that they would upgrade is the minimum starting storage size which is still at 64 that's gigs what, yeah. that's what the biggest rumor was so a lot weird. of manufacturers are starting to put like 256 or 128 as the base storage and apple's still at 64 but they did they, have to change that. they did skip 128 though so they went their their options are 64 mm -hmm. gigs 256 gigs and 512 yeah. gigs yeah. yeah, you're you're looking at the Pro model, so that's true for the Pro yes, model. Yes, we'll yes, talk yes. about that next. But yeah, the regular iPhone 10 does do 128, so you can go 64, 128, or 256. You can't get a you can't get a 512 for the regular iPhone 11. Gotcha. Um, I don't know anybody who needs all that storage, but um, that being said, like it's still Apple has always done that though. They've always been the last manufacturer to bump the storage minimum up. Um, I remember famously back when they first had a 4K sensor on what was it the 4S I think or the the 5S or something like that and the minimum storage option was 16 gigabytes and if you filmed for like 15 minutes uh, of video you had, ran out of storage on your iPhone <laughs> because it like it, it was one of those things where like they don't have enough storage in a way mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah. like they were always, they've always been like that. So I, I don't necessarily, I'm not surprised that Apple hasn't sure. gone forward with it. But yeah. at the same time, well, I'm disappointed. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so the starting price for the iPhone 11, they reduced it by $50 from the 10R last year. Starts at $699 for the 64 gigabyte model. And it goes up from there. So it's a pretty good price for Apple. Yeah. Um, I actually uh, agree a, with that uh, price being. This is the phone price. I think is for most people. Yeah. yeah right? This is if you want a new five phone, you maybe have a six S or a seven. It's time for you. You think it's time for you to upgrade. This is what most people will, or, or if someone asks me, I'll I'll point them to this. If I stay stay with Apple, it's a good option to get. Um, they're still gonna have the 10R. Um, and iPhone 8 available. Uh, they reduced their prices as well. So if you want to keep an old, get an older phone, uh, you can get those at, at a cheaper price. I think it's. Are they five. keeping the 10s and the 10s Max? No, they're not. Oh really? They're discontinuing them. Yeah, not the not. Yeah, just the 10R um, and the iPhone 8. Um, Welcome, Irvin. 
Welcome to the land of abandoned iPhones. And which, which, uh, which phones do you guys have right now? I have the 10. So he has the original iPhone 10. So first one with the notch and the face ID, and then I have the one that came after it, but it's the max model. So it's the bigger with you as a background. Still. <laughs> you have the, the XS max. Yes. Okay. XS max. So yeah. XS is massive. The, um, the second and third iPhones to be discontinued since the what 5s or the five they like discontinued the five right after they made wow. it yeah i don't know i don't yeah urban if you uh if you trade in your phone and it's in good condition you can get this one for 99 bucks yeah I, cool. I i i saw it yeah pretty good right yeah i I can probably i can probably get more online if i sold it like third party not traded it in and even make out with less money or maybe break even um would you do that though i if i was gonna get another iphone i'd probably go for the pro yeah yeah um and that's a good transition to talk about the pro yeah um that's another phone. So they yeah. went away from the S model. So they went, they attached the pro moniker to the iPhones, professional iPhones. So you have to be a pro to buy these. <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine why you'd want one. I don't mean that in a fancy um, way. I'm, so, looking, I'm looking at the camera, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's, speaking of the camera, so <laughs> instead of dual cameras, uh, now you get triple cameras. Um, so you still get the regular camera, the telephoto like you had last year, uh, but now you also get the wide angle that we talked can, about from the iPhone 11. Can you explain to me what XDR stands for? Do you know that by any chance? Uh, so it's HDR, but uh, Apple's version of it. Ah, okay. So it's fancy. The <laughs> it's super, a, it's a, it's a, the it's super marketing XDR display. Yeah. They, it's, it's a, it's a marketing term. It's yeah. weird that they, yeah, they label it as an XDR display, but then say it's brighter in sunlight and perfect for HDR movies. <laughs> well, <laughs> it is. That's a technical term. I know. I know. It's just, it's just funny. Yeah. But yeah. But um, the the photos that they took, in the at least in the samples, looked very good. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, they always um, butter up their photos for the conferences. Um, and hook their phones up to an array of third-party lenses to get to truly push the camera to its maximum. So uh, it again, it's going to remain to be seen how the photos actually look when they're put in the hands of tech reviewers. So, like for example, when like MKBHD gets a hold of it, or when Irvin eventually buys his, or <laughs> you have such low expectations for me, man. I joined this call. And you already had the math of the difference of the money that it would cost if you <laughs> traded in your phone through Apple to getting a new one. You had already done that math. <laughs> so don't come to me telling me this. I'm just curious. Doesn't My expectations mean, just, are right where they I'm, should I'm, be. I'm just window shopping, Matt. And that doesn't mean I'm going to actually buy it. You could also Window um, shopping until you break the glass. You could drop the 11 Pro in your 12-foot deep bathtub for a half hour or two without an issue. Ooh. Yeah, you could. Yeah. Is that my my bathtub is pretty deep and sometimes oh. I drop my iPhones in there. One thing <laughs> <a> half hour. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just get excited and you forget where it is. Yeah. You gotta go find oh. your scuba gear while you your phone has to wait down there while right. you're fishing out the boat, you know. 
Um, <laughs> so one thing that they're finally doing with these Pro models specifically is including an 18-watt USB-C charger in the box. Finally. Uh, so you can fast charge or semi-fast charge, not that fast compared to everyone else, but <laughs> faster than it was. Um, uh, They've acknowledged the phone. first step it's acceptance <laughs> accepting that you had a problem right, yeah. right. then it's moving on like and working the previous iphone supported fast charging there just wasn't included in the box you just have to pay money more or pay like, Apple hey, you can fast money. charge you just gotta go buy the ipad brick yeah. mm -hmm. yeah. i was like cool story bro um so yeah now you can uh, fast charge uh from outside the box it looks like they're ditching 3d touch um on yeah, these that other was, phones. That was with iOS 13. That's not with the phone. No, it is with the phone. Like the, with the phone. So in in this iPhone, both of our iPhones, there's a physical pressure sensitive sensor in the screen that senses yeah, how hard you press. But iOS but, 13 switched it off. Yes, because these new iPhones don't have that pressure sensitive thing. So they yeah. fix they matched iOS to work as every other iPhone, even though these iPhones that we have in our hands actually have the hardware feature to support the 3D touch, which is mm -hmm. a little annoying. Um so they yeah. they messed with the, the way I don't I use it from time to time, but I didn't use it that much. Um I'm but, still not well, used to rearranging apps. Yeah, I'm still weird. not adjusted to that workflow right now. Um, but yeah, still, either way. it's The one thing that's cool about the cameras is the wide angle. That's a pretty neat feature that they have there. The, like in the, when you're taking a photo, like it'll show you the full like beyond, it'll show you the capture window that you have, but then you'll be able to see more kind of in a transparent behind where the rest of the camera UI is. And if you switch to the wide angle camera, it takes all that extra stuff that's happening on the left or right and it crushes it into the display where the wide angle shows up so it's a really crappy way of me saying that like they kind of sneak preview what the wide angles capturing while you're taking a photo with the other lens um, so it's pretty cool yeah they're merging all the different lenses into one uh view mm -hmm. um so that's pretty much it as the same processor as the other 11 that we talked about um nothing but there's two models regular pro and the pro max the only difference is the screen size uh so you want the biggest phone you get the pro max starting price is 9.99 for the pro and then 10.99 for the pro max and yeah. it goes up from there i think it goes all the way to like 1700 dollars if you want the pro max with the highest uh 256 or 512 storage yeah like that another thing to note no 5g yeah, they're not going to do a 5G phone. Yeah, no, some of them do, but yeah, Apple's not Yeah, no, 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 I mean Apple, Apple. Yeah. Because where are you going to use it? There's no reason to release a 5G One phone. OnePlus does with the OnePlus yeah, 7 Pro. That's, that's fine. Yeah, they yeah. can do that, but where are you going to use it? That's my argument. Well, right, yeah. That's, that's there's, my... like, there's like two places in the U.S. that have it. Yeah. And even there, you have to stand like under the pole or under the, the like meter. Like point, exactly. That's yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Is there's no yeah. point. I'm, I'm, yeah. I know the argument that people say is like, oh, why they just do a, a 5G phone? They're it's like, yeah, because if you turn around, the 5G can't pass through your body. <laughs> it's yeah. that short of a wavelength. Um, yeah. It's actually not that. Well, not. I shouldn't say not that. It's only 14.49 for a 5.12 iPhone 11 Pro Max. <laughs> Careful, you're rationalizing, Irvin. <laughs> Yeah. If I trade in my phone, it's only thirteen forty nine. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, I see where this is going. Um, 
how how deep did you get into this you uh this 18 watt charger that i want to talk about that a little bit it's a USB-C charger yeah so oh, it's the yeah. same as the the one that came with the ipad pro it still comes with the ipad pro right uh, matt and i both and i both have that uh device so we already have this charger no wait like, this think... is a usb one yeah USB-C. The iPad Pro is a USB Type C one, isn't it? Is it no, not? No, this is this that's, is also USB Type C. That's what the fast charging 18 watt charger is. It's USB C to Lightning. Yeah. Oh, but I missed that. I missed the cable. The okay. the iPhone 11, not the Pro, comes with a five watt brick and USB A right. to Lightning. That's yeah. a regular charger. What I wanted to comment on is that there were. I mean, I don't think anyone expected this to really happen but there are rumors of them moving to USB-C as opposed to lightning mm-hmm. and yeah. that didn't happen i just wanted to i think that's going to happen next year yeah i think so yeah there's there's now that you're seeing a there if you buy the pro you're getting technically a a USB type C connector and brick in your device so it's a matter of time, I think, until you see the port itself change. And I think that's going to be the last step to distinguishing the pro models from the base models. Just imagine the day where you and I can hang out, you, an iPhone <laughs> user, and myself, a yeah. Pixel user, and I can say, could I borrow your charger? And that's not an issue. <laughs> yeah. And then you get into an Uber, and instead of the guy handing you that rat's nest of cables, he just gives you the Type-C cable, and he's like, yeah. here, charge up, pal. And you're like, That's the world man. I want to live in. Yeah. One we'll cable. There. We'll get there eventually. And then yeah. by the time all the phones switch to it, some uh, agency will come up with a new standard. Or, or Firewire uh, 2.0. Firewire. Everyone will expect Qi or something. I don't know. But. Yeah. Um, oh, speaking of Qi, that's one of the rumored uh, things that we didn't get is reverse wireless charging. So if you wanted to charge yeah. your wireless AirPods on your iPhone, people are expecting that to be within these new iPhones, perhaps the Pro model, but that didn't come to fruition. So you can't charge, yeah, your uh, AirPods case on your iPhone. You have to I'm plug disapp- it. I'm disappointed. Why even? They should have. They should have called it AirPower. Reuse the old name. <laughs> <laughs> why, They're why, not doing much with that. Why even release <laughs> a phone hard. if you can't charge your headphones with it? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, I think that's really it in terms of the announcement. It's yeah, there's nothing, there was some. Um, they didn't really talk crazy. about the tracking tags that were supposed to come out either. Oh, was, yeah, that was another rumor. There's rumors of that. Uh, uh, really although, although there is a new chip in these new iPhones called a U1. Yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, that's supposed to give... Uh, it's an ultra-wideband chip that uh, allows the iPhone to precisely show you where something is. Um, and currently it's going to be used because they didn't officially announce these tracking chips. So right now it's used to, with an airdrop so that you can tell where the device is. So if you're trying to airdrop something to someone, it'll actually show you where that person is uh, about or where mm-hmm. they are, what direction, which is kind of interesting. Um, nice. So mm-hmm. you can you know, think of that same usage for these tile things. So when I'm uh, airdropping memes yeah. with people in Starbucks, I know where to look. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I like that. So yeah, that U1 chip could be uh, used in these <laughs> devices um, and the tile tracking, which could be pretty cool if you're already in the Apple ecosystem. You want to track uh, certain things. It's already built into the operating system. It, it, it rumors are it's going to build 
be built into the new Find My app, um, and which was called previously called Find My iPhone, but now it can find other things too. So now I just renamed it Find My Stuff. Nice. Find, just Find My. Um, all right, that's about it. Nothing surprising, relatively yeah. speaking. No one more thing. I was hoping for like a one more thing, um, but not, none of that. Um, that's yeah. pretty much it. Pretty standard fair for Apple. Yeah. Nothing. I think that's, yeah, that there's nothing. <laughs> there's really nothing else. Um, Hopefully everyone who's listening likes uh, Facebook breaches and smartphones. Yeah. What we have. That's all of. it is. And that's all it's going to be from here on out for the rest <laughs> of the year. Just nonstop Facebook breaches and new, new smartphones coming out. We did a, we did mention in a previous episode how we thought like, you know, trade war tariffs or whatever would affect this season, and so far it doesn't seem to. Yeah, so far so, so good. Um, it's gonna be a matter of time. Maybe we'll we'll see what next year's smartphones look like. Um, but yeah, I don't think they're gonna see much else. I'm pretty sure that at least Apple and Google are probably gonna be locked into whatever prices that they're. Because those deals are already signed for the pricing for whatever, like NAND memory and storage that they're that they're buying in in mass. I'm pretty sure those contracts are probably already drawn out. Um, but uh, yeah, so far so so good. There's been no rumors. Maybe it it still remains to be seen um, with Samsung because they usually announce their phones in January and February. So we'll see about that whenever they launch those. Definitely, but. Uh, I think that's it. Um, cool beans. So we have um, it's a fun link in the show notes. I'll leave that one there. Um, if you would like to review us, we should update this URL in our show notes because we have a better link. If you go to beardsoftech.com/review, it takes you straight to our iTunes review page. Um. If you go to beardsoftech.com, it takes you straight to our webpage where you can then branch to any of these places, uh, beardsoftech.com slash twitch, beardsoftech.com slash YouTube. You see where I'm going with this, beardsoftech.com slash subscribe. That takes you to a landing page where you can literally subscribe to us on any platform. Um, we are available on a large number <laughs> of Whatever service you can think of, we're on it. We're available on RSS feed, obviously. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Google Play, CastBox, Castro, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Alexa, and oh, I'm sorry for anybody who had an Amazon device. And uh, literally everywhere. Just It's just everywhere. Um, yeah. Uh, Liza, make sure that we broadcast the dog kennels. We're everywhere. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so if you like what you hear, feel free to drop us a review at beardsoftech.com slash review. We love hearing from all of our devoted listeners that always leave reviews all the time. <laughs> we love, uh, um, no, it's just, it's really, it, it would, it would help us out a lot to get feedback so we know we're doing right or we're doing wrong. And I just, it's also, and it helps nice. with the ratings as well. So um, yeah. the, the rating of the, show within itunes yeah so. and we've you know done our rebranding and what have you in in our past 
four episodes, not to get too stat heavy here, but you know, we've ranged anywhere from like 300 something to a thousand uh, listens on our last four episodes, individually speaking. Got, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listeners, we have, we have 95, this will be our 96th, 96th published episode. So we have so much content for you to listen to if you haven't, you know, gone back and looked. Um, our episode titles are a little funny at times, but um, <laughs> they're my Jenner, favorite. If you click on the episode, you look at you know our show notes that are posted. You can see what we were talking about, and if if it interests you, have a listen. Yeah, and on top of that, uh, we have, or at least I have plans to begin to do more work so that rebranding isn't it for the podcast there's still more changes to come a uh, little bit of promotion happening uh reaching out to some ad sponsors and really getting this podcast off the ground so for those of you who do listen every week thank you so much for getting our numbers up to where they are now and thank you so much for being a part of this experience and i hope that only someday we'll be able to return the favor so with that being said, this is episode nine-tenths of the way to a hundred, <laughs> and we will see you guys in the next one. Hey, hey.